this is episode 475 of the Pixelated Saucers podcast for Wednesday, May 23rd, 2018. I'm your host, Mark Cusinez, and today I'm going to be talking about some more anime as I continue playing catch-up, and then I'll be reviewing Death Road to Canada, which is an indie action RPG that I'll be telling you all about in a little while. But it, you may remember it because it was delayed from its original release, what is it, a month or so ago, when the tragic events in Toronto happened. Because the title, I, I don't think the content is as much uh, the reason for the delay as is the title. Death Road to Canada and what happened in Canada. Not, not a great title given the events that happened. Uh, so I really respect and I remember when I got the the email saying hey we're, we're delaying this you know we're moving the embargo don't release your reviews or anything so like I, I had a podcast episode that I scrapped and uh, then I just kind of got turned around with other things coming out that I forgot to actually review it again to uh, re-record uh, something so finally getting around to that and uh yeah i just i really respect their decision to do that i thought it was really great on the part of the publishers developers all that to do that so i'll be reviewing that in the second part of this episode first i want to get all this anime out of the way not that anime needs to be you know put you know getting out of the way that's the horrible sentence ignore it throw that out of your memory ignore everything restart <laughs> so the shows that i have now caught up with are yosiero biori and kakurio bed and breakfast for the spirits and i'm almost caught up with megalobox so megalobox is the boxing anime this season it is based on or it's loosely based on a, an older series from i think about 50 years ago and this is like hey 50th anniversary let's spice things up and do this boxing series that's inspired by that but has people using mechanical contraptions to punch faster punch harder take harder punches etc and it's about this man who doesn't really have an identity i don't know if he has a past that we'll learn more about but he takes the name of Joe when he gets his fake ID to enter this tournament, to try and enter this tournament. And his manager, buddy, what have you, Pops, is along the ride. And they find this kid who ends up joining and helping, too, who's not annoying, which is nice. And there's not all that much to it. He, he gets into fights, and they fight. And then when they're not fighting, there's bickering. Nothing really grandiose is happening story-wise. There's some little bits of like, oh, I mean, the the last episode that I watched was not too bad, it, giving this whole backstory for Pops and this guy who he used to train, and it kept going back with flashbacks as to how they ended up apart and all that, and that that was a really good episode. But yeah, I mean, it's it's nothing special. I I thought it was going to be one of the standouts of the season really grabbing me and just being something that I was excited to watch every week and be excited for the new release. But really, it's just something that I'm like, I, I enjoy watching this, but I'm not itching for a new episode when I like when I will be caught up. I'm not going to be, oh, I can't wait for the next one unless something crazy happens in the one 
or two that I still have to watch. So, yeah. Maybe something craves will happen. I don't know. And the art is still great. I love the art, but like I said in the review of the first episode, it's still weird that it's in a lower resolution because I, the art is so nice and I really wish it was a crisp 1080p. But whether it's a stylistic choice, an artistic decision, I don't know. But it's just weird that it's fuzzy and disappointing given how great the art is and could look if it was really nice and sharp. Then uh, moving on, Yoshiro Biori is the series about a tea shop, tea and sweet shop run by a handful of handsome young men who are all handsome and cute in their own ways. Some are bigger, some are smaller, some are more muscular, some are just oh, Some have glasses, some have red hair. Some, I don't think anyone have any kind of facial hair. Some have short hair, some have slightly longer hair. Whatever. Uh, it is a really nice slice of life show. I love slice of life. It's my favorite genre in anime. Uh, you know, but, you know, slice of life mixed with sci-fi or fantasy what have you i like it all but i do like slice of life quite i, I like it a lot and i think yuziero biori is the standout of the season in that sense in that genre because it's just always very very pleasant there's not a lot of overarching stories going on it's a lot of individual stories where we meet a character and they're struggling with this or that and then they find this shop or you know something happens where they end up finding the shop and they have a great experience there and everyone's happier for it uh, the 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 people working there and the people who are going there to get their sweets and drinks on everyone ends up getting something out of the experience and everyone's life is better and it's all nice and sweet and there's a cat in it, a nice fat cat. And at one time there was a kitten, and the kitten was cute. I like that. And I really appreciate also that while we have these handsome men who are clearly going to appeal to a certain demographic, I I like that they're not overdoing it, being slightly exploitative in that sense, being, oh, here, here, they're going to be going to the hot springs a bunch, or they're going to do some weird things together that is, uh making people think things they don't do anything like that so i appreciate that they're just they just happen to be handsome men who really like working at this place and they're they're good at their jobs so i like that about it and then kakorio bed and breakfast for the spirits is about this young girl who is forced into marrying an ogre because her grandfather got into a lot of debts in the other world whatever it was called the ayakashi i think they're called the uh, why am I blanking on the name of those things? The yokai, uh, the name of the yokai who only none, no underwater yokai, which I think is Ayakashi. Um, or is it Akayashi? No, I think it's Ayakashi. I should look this up, but I'm not going to. But she's forced into marrying this ogre, but she's like, no, 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 I don't want to marry you. And she asks if she can repay the debt, and she opens up her own little restaurant where she cooks. Various foods. She makes sweets. She makes things from the, what is it, alter world, another world. I forget. They have some term for our world that begins with A. I know it begins with A, but I can't remember anything else. 
Uh, it's another slice of life type show, but it has more story in it, more characters and more plot uh, things that are happening and carry on throughout the entire season. And I do like it. Uh, I, I think, I mean, it's clear that she does like the ogre, but she still doesn't want to marry him. And I understand why. Who wants to be forced to do anything? She likes him. Maybe she would want to marry him if she continued to get into know him. And she's just like, hey, I actually like you. I don't want to be forced to marry you because of this stupid dead thing, though. I want it to be my decision. Who Everyone wants that. Uh, so I understand that. And I'm, I'm just enjoying it. In the same way I'm enjoying Yosiero Biori, I'm enjoying this. But I kind of, I kind of like... Yotiero Mbiori more because it's a lot easier to just I don't have to invest as much thought into it which is maybe not the greatest thing to say about a series but it's something that I don't need to think all that much about when I'm watching I'm just like this is pleasant this is nice I is there there's like this little sprinkles of a deeper story going on with the manager and his family and stuff but you know what who cares this still doesn't matter there's more going on in the bed and breakfast for the spirits. But that's all I've watched so far. Catching up and I have, I don't know, maybe four or five other series to catch up with. And then I'll be all good, which is nice. I'm saving My Hair Academia for last. Because I just, I want to, I maybe this season's a sticker. I don't know. But after the wonderful second season, which blew me away after being kind of lukewarm on the first season. I, I enjoyed it after just thinking about it, it was kind of a slow start, and then I, I liked it more as it ended, but the second season was fantastic. Uh, so I'm excited to watch that, and I want to hold it off. So I have that to end this catch-up with. Uh, but moving on to my review of Death Road to Canada. So Death Road to Canada is like the Oregon Trail with zombies. And you might be saying... Isn't that just the Oregon Trail? Wasn't that the Oregon Trail with zombies? And you, my friend, are correct. That was literally exactly 100% the Oregon Trail with zombies. So what is what is Death Road to Canada then? It's very different because it's not literally just that. It's more. It's got more to it. One, it doesn't look as old and dated as the Oregon Trail. It has nice pixel art, simplistic pixel art, but it's nice and pleasant to look at. I'm playing on Xbox One. It's also available on PlayStation 4, PC. They're working on a Switch version that I don't think is out yet, but it could already be out. Not sure about that. But I'm playing on Xbox One, and the way it works is that when you start the game, the, the main game mode, which is all I've really played at this point, I mean, there, there are slight variations, but really what you're there for is the is the death road to Canada. And when you start, you start with two characters, your leader and a buddy. You can choose not to take a buddy if you want to make it not exactly more difficult because then you're not going to be eating as much food and stuff like that. But you can just get it randomized. You can have random people. My stomach is making weird sounds too. Don't know if it's audible in the mic, but if it is, have fun with that. I don't know what's going on with it, but it's a thing. Uh, that's not related to the game or you can also create your character uh, create a character multiple characters I think you can store up to 80 characters and every character has their own unique look and two traits I think but they're 
not the same term, I don't believe. And so you can, I think, a trait and a personality. I think that's what they are. So you can make someone athletic and they'll be good at moving around quicker and having more endurance for swinging weapons and stuff like that. Or you could, they could, you know, be healthcare, uh, be good at helping people, healing themselves and others, uh, mechanical, etc. Stuff like that. And then personalities, you can have someone who obsessive, uh, constantly whines. Uh, someone who is very charming and might be able to get things from other uh, NPC players, NPCs in the game by just talking to them instead of having to spend food or stuff like that uh, and stuff like that. So that's a fun little thing. And I kind of, as much as I enjoy making characters and making myself and people I know, I prefer the randomization of just getting people I don't know, uh, of picking random people. Because then I, I don't know what I'm going to get in any playthrough. So you start the game and you're driving. You're on your way to Canada. Because this is a post-apocalyptic world or whatever. Where zombies are everywhere. And you're trying to get to Canada. Because Canada is safe. Because why wouldn't Canada be safe? It's Canada. It's Canada, Canada, Canada. And as you're driving. You will see a bunch of texts. Just coming down the screen. You see your little pixel car driving along the road. And you'll occasionally get little bits of dialogue from your characters. They'll make little jokes or give you tips and pointers. And then occasionally you'll be given the option to explore an area and scavenge and collect things. Because you'll need food, you'll need fuel, you'll need weapons, etc. And when you enter these areas, then it becomes more of this action RPG where you and however many characters you can have up to three other characters in your party will be going around whether it's uh, a supermarket it could be a department store a restaurant a little neighborhood a barn etc and there'll be a lot of zombies and you'll get a little forecast before you enter telling you how many like how large the the zombie horde is in that area what their temperament is and the time of day which I don't feel like it affects anything, but it would let you know whether or not you should take a flashlight with you. And then when you're in that environment, you're going around and you're looking for all these various items. You can find a lot of different weapons and based upon based on your character's abilities, their traits and all that, some will not be able to really use larger weapons. Some will not be able to use guns if you ha you can get dogs which can't really do anything but they can carry items for you which is nice and when you are exploring these worlds you when you go inside of a house or any kind of building you can use furniture as weapons uh, to throw at zombies which is nice um, and when you enter a room, if you close the door, it will prevent zombies from getting in for a period of time. They will eventually be able to break down the door, but it does give you that buffer. And then you can search through various items and find stuff. Fuel is also is always available in closed toilets. Uh, you can get some food, get various weapons. Uh, I, I really love the chainsaw. When I got the chainsaw, things changed. That chainsaw is a monster. It is super powerful. And I love it. The guns are all right, but it does it does help when you have someone who is actually skilled at shooting a gun and is able to 
use less rounds and is more accurate. Um, but then you, you go to these environments and you're scavenging and all that. And once you finish getting as much as you can of an, an environment, um, you go back to your car and you start it up. You can honk it too if you want to attract the zombies. Maybe you want to attract them there so you can go somewhere else. And you get back in your car, you start it. Sometimes it takes a while to start. And then you go and you drive off. And you see the screen again where you're just watching the characters driving the car. You see some text and stuff like that. And then you'll eventually find other areas and you'll be able to scavenge. And then you'll occasionally run into trader zones where there will be people who are trading for food, for fuel, for items. Some will want to be recruited and require food. Food is your resource for feeding your people but also for purchasing stuff. That is uh, the... What is it? The, the, what the hell is the word I'm looking for for money? It is the currency of the time food is. Sometimes they want fuel too, but food is definitely the main currency in, when purchasing stuff. Uh, fuel is only really used to get food uh, from characters at trader spots. And your car will also eventually break down. There will be times before it breaks down where you can find new cars, but when it breaks down, then you guys will be running in, in the, on the death road to Canada, and you will always eventually run into an area that has cars. Um, but it also benefits you in different ways to pick a car, a, a certain kind of car. You can get an SUV, which will be able to take a lot more damage but it uses more much more fuel there are hybrid cars there are small compact cars mid-sized cars etc so choosing the kind of car you want is important but the the thing that i think is a bit frustrating with the cars at least is that i don't think i haven't run into any car that is incapable of carrying four people so there aren't small cars that aren't capable that are quick and don't use a lot of fuel but can only that limit your party size to two, which I think would be nice. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, don't have a lot of trunk space and allow you a, a limit to what you can carry, but none of that is in there. So I think that would be a nice update to make it even more challenging because it is a challenging game. You will die a lot. You will often die. Uh, you can't upgrade certain characteristics and traits and stuff as you earn these zombie coins in the game and then you go into the menu and you upgrade these things so that your starting characters and characters you find on the road will be more apt so the more you play it the better chances you'll have as you upgrade these things in future playthroughs and then in addition to just going around driving consuming all this stuff healing what have you you will run into various kind of moments where you might you might find uh, your car might break down and be like oh you can kick it you can try uh fixing it you can do this you pick a character and what have you and when you do this it may be a success it may be a failure and doing all these little things will reveal something about your characters it'll show you what their mechanical skill is it'll show you what their skill is as a medic It'll show you what there, there'll be moments where you have to do something and where you're at like a camp and you want someone to stay up because there's a horde close by. And if they fall asleep, you'll learn that their loyalty is very, very low, that they're not very loyal. They might run off with your car and most of your or half of your stuff and you'll realize that their loyalty was really low. Uh, you'll, you'll learn about their 
composure. You'll be able to improve people's composure by doing things. And there's a lot of management in that sense going on. And then there are also these sieges, which are things that you can't avoid. When you, you run into these areas that allow you to scavenge, you'll be like, okay, this place is a bit more dangerous, but you might be able to find stuff here. Or you could also go here, or you could just keep driving. It'll use this much fuel, but you don't need to stop and potentially put yourself at danger. But then there are sieges, which last, I think, around an hour to an hour and a half in-game time, which I think equates to maybe three to five minutes per hour, but I, I don't know for sure. I don't think it's too long. That that might even be a bit long because uh, there's a final siege when you get to uh, Canada that is four hours long, and that feels like a lifetime, though. Um, but you have these sieges where a zombie horde is just huge and is overwhelming you, and you just have to survive until the time limit is over, and then you can leave. Um, and those are hectic. Those are crazy. Those are where you really need to have some kind of super strong weapon, whether it is a shotgun or a chainsaw. Chainsaws are great in those situations. Shotguns are great. Even a pistol is all right. But if you only have basic melee weapons, it's not going to be good because you're confined to a very small location and zombies will just keep coming in. They'll either fall from the sky, I think, sometimes, or they'll come up from the ground uh, every 15 or so seconds so those are hectic situations and they're ones you can't uh avoid um but i i really really like it it's the kind of game i like reminiscent of something i mean it, it's roguelike-ish in that sense and reminiscent of the flame in the flood almost but you know with this whole zombie theme and not going down a river but i i like these games that are playing with the Oregon Trail format and giving you more to do, giving you more agency, uh, putting more of the control in your hands and not just having it be like, oh, here's a roll of the die. Um, so I really like that. And it's got that nice pixel art aesthetic. And it's a, it's a game like in these games, if you if you fail, if you die, you know a game is great if it may if doing if that happening makes you just want to start over and try again if the game makes you if if that happens and you're like i'm done i don't want to play this ever again that's a bad sign but if that happens and you're like okay i'm ready to go again i learned from my mistakes i also got some zombie coins that i can use to upgrade these things i'm ready to go again because i feel like i could do it and i also like the way the game is it you never know how it's going to play out. My best run in the game came from a beginning that I thought was doomed for failure. My first, within my best playthrough, the first area that I was scavenging, I lost one of my players, one of my members, and I almost died. My leader almost died because we started, we were two pieces of crap because whatever, I think she was good at with you know uh, uh medical things and whatnot but all she had and the other person i think just had this or something else she just had like a clothespin she just had like a little needle that she could poke with and it broke after like three uses i'm like great i'm gonna die we searched over this entire house no other weapons there was nothing in there i found i like broke a chair and i took one of its legs and i hit a zombie and it broke immediately i'm like great 
This is wonderful. This is going to suck. I should just quit and start over. This is awful. And that turned out to be my best playthrough because she was really, she had like a great composure. She, her, she was very morally sound. She was great medically. So she was really good at healing, which is really important. Um, and then we ran into this lady who was pretty nice, but <laughs> she turned out to be a bitch and stole our car but the funny thing is she stole our car when we had no more fuel left and didn't take all that much uh equipment or anything so i didn't really care but we also had we ran <laughs> we ran into a, a luchador which was uh, sometimes you can run into these crazy more i think they're design characters and not randomized because every every scenario is also randomized too so like you know you never know how anything's gonna play out and he died immediately because the second I found him, a siege happened, and he just got caught up in a horde, and he died because he didn't have any weapons. I didn't have anything really for him at that point. But later on, we ran into a sumo wrestler, and he was a badass. He was able to wield heavy things and was just crazy, but he couldn't shoot a gun. Whatever reason, he couldn't shoot a gun. He like he had a gun, and he just like hold it dangling. I'm like, what are you doing? If you're not going to use it, just get rid of it. Um, and we found a nice little, like... What is a, what's Lassie? We found a Lassie-like dog. And that dog was great. The funny thing about the dog, too, is that the dog, I don't know if it could actually talk or just bark, but you can, it had dialogue options in every situation where we were talking with another person or talking with bandits, and it'd just be like, cool it, bro. And anytime we were at a trader place, you could, when trading with someone, you could give him the food for various things, or the fourth option would be the dog saying like "cool it" or whatever. And what "cool it" meant actually was that the dog just farted on the person, and it pissed off the person, and they forced us to leave the trader, uh, the trader area without getting anything. So that's funny. It's got a nice little sense of humor. Uh, I feel like every playthrough, at some point, some character says, "Thanks, Obama, for doing this." There's, there's some line where it just blames Obama in a cheeky way. I don't think they actually hate Obama or anything. I think it's just making fun of Obama. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, it's got a nice sense of humor. It's got a nice look to it. And I really enjoy playing it. I like, you can also quit out at any point and it'll save. Except in like you can't quit out in the middle of scavenging an area. When you're on the road, you can quit out. Um, and it'll save your progress there and you can load back up. Um, but I, I really like it. I've played through it multiple times. It's not... If you're somebody who wants to get achievements, it's not going to be giving you out a lot of them right off the bat because a lot of them are just cumulative. About okay, when you do when you kill this many zombies or do this much of what have you, uh, you'll get your you'll get your chivos and trophies, um, which I'm just pointing out because I feel like some people might be like, oh, I played this game for hours and I still haven't gotten anything. That's just gonna happen. But uh, I I really really like the game. It's a nice surprise, and yeah, I highly, highly recommend. I'm not sure how much it costs, but regardless, I think it's worth it. Um, I mean, unless it's $60, which is, of course, not, but, you know, in that indie price range, I think it's definitely worth checking out, especially if, you, if you've listened to this and you're like, oh, that sounds like my kind of thing, of course. If you're, if you're somebody who likes the Oregon Trail structure and you want something where you get more actual player choice and the ability to do things yourself um and especially if you play the the flame and the flood which is fantastic if you haven't that game is amazing 
It is on Switch. Came out a while ago at this point, but I, I adore that game so much. I love the look of that game too. Not to talk about that game. Uh, but yeah, if you play that and really enjoyed it, this is also great. And then this one, you know, there, there's more... There's more randomization in it all, and you can get parties, which is nice. And the funny thing about it, too, is that a lot of the people, it, it is rare to find people who are actually loyal, nice human beings in the game and who are actually capable at doing things. So you just have to accept that, you know, you're going to be doing things and probably a lot, if not all of your members, including yourself, are just inept pieces of garbage. <laughs> but, you know, as the end of the world, if anyone's going to survive, it's going to be all the garbage people. <laughs> Isn't that true? I don't know. I, I'm sure I'd die right away. But am I a garbage person? I think I'm a garbage person who would also just die with the garbage. But yeah, Death Road to Canada on PC, PS4, Xbox One, coming to Switch if not already available. So definitely check that out. And that will do it for today's episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Marcus Nez. You all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, Minimalist, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. On PSN, I am the Kush3. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, which are also available on podcast services around the world, like Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play Store. And you can also find this podcast on youtube.com slash sausage, where you can also find other videos like my God of War playthrough, which is up to part nine, and other videos of dumb, stupid crap, whatever. Uh, and also on the site, Pixelated Sausage, you can find the art I do, or you can just go over to pxsart.com, which will send you directly to where you can check out it all. Check out it all. Uh, and if you'd like to support the site in general and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and chip in a buck or two that away. Not, it doesn't have to be much. Just do a buck. Whatever. I just like to see it. It's like, oh, someone cares enough to spend a dollar a month on this crap. I, I feel like I put enough content and crap out there that a dollar is not that much to ask. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna make me able to quit my day job, but it just makes me feel. It makes me feel good inside. Don't you want to make me feel good inside? <laughs> All right, that'll do it. <laughs>